flow with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. This is Flow with the Show, episode number five. High five. <laughs> I've got a very special guest with me today. Um, I am Toronto electronic music vocalist Flo Anastasia, and super, super special guest with me today is Mr. Martin Schober, aka Mephius, aka award winning music producer, DJ <laughs> based in Linz, Austria. Martin, thank you so, so much for being here. Welcome, welcome. Nice one. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, should be good fun. How are you doing? okay man i'm doing okay it's uh the summer sunshine is definitely helping the overall (laughs) vibe but we're still kind of we've been kind of like still in canada's been in lockdown i think longer than a lot of other places so Mm. we're just now starting to like go through a new like reopening plan and whatever but i'm almost like uh, i want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it it's like (laughs) but the summer the summer sunshine is great (laughs) nice yeah the whole rona thing has been completely occupying everyone all the time isn't it like if you talk to whoever it's like yeah after two sentences and rona this and that yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) you know it's it's really frustrating. Yeah, and then yeah. on the, I guess one cool thing though is it's, I mean, maybe not cool, but I think years from now, this will be one of those experiences that like we've all had and it'll be like, hey, remember when we went through Corona? Like it was, mm-hmm. it's like our, I guess, the uniting our, <laughs> struggle. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. If you think about it, like every generation, like you said, had had this big thing, like World War One, World War Two, whatever, uh, Cold War, whatever. And I think this is going to be our thing. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how we're going to look back on this. It's going to be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I truly hope it doesn't get worse. It's one of those, like, there's always bad news. And yet there's, I mean, I don't know. I, I As you mm. can tell, I'm kind of a, I try to look on the bright side, but not too like overbearingly like hey let's be positive yeah Yeah, i mean you have to be realistic right you can't be the clown and just run around everything is awesome and you know know, just be realistic Um, with it yeah absolutely and uh you know I, I want to, I have, I do have some, some questions for you. Um, I know most people probably ask you about like, how do you get your snare so sick and like <laughs> <laughs> sound design, like, you know, qu- kind of questions, but you know, I'm not a music producer and I, I am very interested in like, just mm-hmm. like people's kind of life stories and human psychology and all that kind of thing. But my first really <laughs> deep question for you, Martin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all of the press releases and bios and write-ups about you always mention the schnitzel. What is the deal, and is it as good as it sounds? <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know where when it started, to be completely honest with you. I mean, it's been a thing with me and my friends since I'm like, uh, like 15 years old. I don't know why. You know, our last name, or my last name is Shoba, right? And... Um, like, for instance, my, my older brother, um, in his sort of friend circle or whatever, they call him Shizzle, you know? Okay. And from Shobadim to Shizzle. And uh, Shizzle and Schnitzel is not too far <laughs> away, like, phonetically, if you know what I mean. Yes. So, I, so that's, that has been around forever. So sometimes I would call, like, he would be called Schnitzel or whatever. Yeah, it's, Schizzle, <laughs> it's, it's it's weird, man. And uh, then, you know, in addition to all that, obviously the Austrian cuisine is, is, is very much, um, schnitzel based or it is it is a big you know if you go to Vienna 
whoever you're gonna talk to and you ask, yeah, what, what do you eat? Like, what, what should I order here in Vienna? Like, I think nine out of 10 will tell you, yeah, schnitzel. <laughs> and uh, so, so it's pretty much like an like a Austrian thing. Personally, I eat it, but I don't eat it as much as it might be conveyed through yeah. interviews or media. <laughs> you know, I'm not like, you know, for breakfast, uh, like, lunch and dinner. Yeah. But to be fair, though, I do like it. I do like it. And it's, it's very much, um, I would say, <clears throat> a thing you would eat when you're um, with your family. And, you know, like okay. if, you're, if, you're, if, if it's Father's Day or whatever, and you go out with your family and you see your cousins and, and shit, then you would... Um, Probably in a nice restaurant, not too nice, in a super fancy place. You wouldn't order schnitzel. It's just, okay. you know, it's just, it's just right in the middle, <coughs> in in terms of where you want to order it. And um, yeah, I don't know. Some people just took <laughs> took took like took the whole fun thing like completely overboard. And like some of the Dutch guys, I mean, there's <laughs> there's one one fan or a dude who comes to my sets when I play in Holland, and he actually brings a fucking schnitzel in no a zip bag way. thing. <laughs> He's front row and doing this shit. So, you know. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to put schnitzel lover in, like, your bio in the write-up. <laughs> and you could do it. It wouldn't be a lie. I'm, I, don't, I don't hate it, but it's not like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know. It okay. is good. It's, it's good stuff. And okay. I, I represent that shit, definitely. Excellent. It's one, it's, one of those, it's one of those stereotypes, isn't it? Like, um, you know, that Austrians eat schnitzel. I think that's a stereotype, at least. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess that's why I'm asking, because I feel like it's it's I see it so often. And I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. it's funny. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you don't have, like, you know, wallpaper in your room that's, like, just schnitzel. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, got it. So that's been cleared up. The controversy. Nice. The controversy. Nice, nice. What about you? What is what is what is your favorite dish in in, in Toronto or wherever? Oh man, um, that's a great question. I think uh, it's like poutine, right? Would be the stereotypical equivalent to you, right? That and is as the, being from 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 yeah. Canada, I think, right? That would yeah, be the I, thing. I would say like uh, poutine is more like a Montreal Quebec kind of thing, like in in French ah, okay. French Canada, okay. the poutine. Um, so yeah. good, good call on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because the what, how I view sort of Toronto and maybe Canada as a whole is that because it's so multicultural, I think that Canada versus maybe other places in the world does struggle a little bit with like, what is our identity? Because Mm -hmm. it's almost like the identity is the multiculturalism. And so you go through all these like different neighborhoods in Toronto and, you know, one street is like, you know, all Jamaican food and then another is all like Chinese food and that sort of thing. So for me, if I, if I were to like, uh, I guess like indulge in something, um, I do really like kind of like, like hummus and like shawarma Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, like Middle Eastern. Uh, When I was little, we, um, I was born in Ukraine and then we moved to Israel and lived in Israel for a few years and then moved to Toronto from there. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot of kind of like, uh, some Middle Eastern vibes in my mom's cuisine. And so I definitely Mm -hmm. grew up just like really liking hummus. So, um, bread, bread, pita and hummus is like... Very good. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I like that. It's good stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, speaking of, I guess, like, just kind of, like, childhood and growing up, I do, I would, if you're comfortable, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, like, baby Mephius. Like, what was your childhood <laughs> like? What were you, like, kind of growing up in Austria and that sort of thing? Mm, yeah, so um, I got an older brother. He's four years older. And um, um, so I was born and raised in the city in Linz. And then when I was two, my parents moved uh, uh, to the countryside more or less they built a house there oh, so cool. I grew up there in a town called Alhaming really small I think a thousand people live here wow. 
And um, yeah, I went to school there and then um, yeah, pretty much grew up there until I was like 16, 17, 18. Moved out when I was 18 um, to a city called Wels. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I studied back then. Uh, moved in with a couple of friends and uh, then started university on the side. And um, yeah, I didn't, didn't finish university. I was always like, I, I didn't really, f I don't know. I did like a technical college before that, hmm. which was um, a school for, um, for programming, PLCs. It's very specific. It's like if you imagine a, um, like a industrial line, like Mercedes-Benz, for instance, when, they, okay. when, they, when the robots built, built those cars together, the uh, intelligence behind those robots, that's what we would program, basically. So you program machines, not like computers. Yeah. And um, that's what I did as a te technical college sort of education. And after that, I studied the same thing on university. And I was just sitting in there. I was like, fuck, this is the same shit all over again. Mm. And I was so, I was so, not bored. I was just, I needed to do something else. And by that time, I was already making music. And um, yeah, that's when I decided to um, um, not finish university and just grab a, a quick job in that field that I was already studying because I was not bad at my job. I just didn't feel like I wanted to do it for the rest of my life. Hmm. So I did it for, for, for two years and was making more beats on the side because I just needed some money to get some good speakers and, to, and a good computer and, and stuff. And um, then uh, after, yeah, two 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 years I think um, I quit that job again and then um, since then I've been full-time musician so wow. producer or DJ whatever you call it and um, that's that I wow, realized wow, I did wow. jump quite quite quickly to, <laughs> to no, being in there to where I am now but you know there's not much to say about the early days I guess um, yeah wow, quiet wow, quiet wow. childhood really so I mean mm -hmm. I, I think it, it makes sense that if I could say like your music is very smart if I can I don't know if that's like a way to describe music but for me I think that's <laughs> always something that like really like stood out to me is that like I don't know just like it's it's very like I want to say like kind of scientific and I love that mm -hmm. you kind of like push the edges across all the different kind of facets mm -hmm. of like sound design this is me talking about music as like a non-producer you yeah, can tell like, I take like as a compliment yeah. thanks very nice <laughs> Um, cause you know, I think, yeah, I just, uh, it's, I think it's one of the things that really made me gravitate towards, towards your music. And I can tell just by all your, you know, the, the care that you put into your, your music projects and that kind of thing. Um, there is so much thought and like passion and effort mm -hmm. that's put into it. And, uh, you know, these projects end up becoming so like monumental and, and you can tell why, like you're really, you're really trying very hard. I find that sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I, I don't know, like you can just, it just comes across, I, I guess sometimes I'll hear music where, and, and to be fair, you know, I know that a lot of people are just starting out, but sometimes I'll hear music that sounds like a, it's like entirely made from like a sample pack and there's maybe mm -hmm. just like three layers and there is something to be said about simplicity, but in the case that I'm talking about, it's just very like, okay, mm -hmm. this took maybe like 20 minutes and like, just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I think, I think what you said in the beginning about the music being intelligent, I take it as a compliment, but uh, I always felt like the, I think the way I think is very analytical and very mm -hmm. um, structured because of my, of my previous education. And I think that also reflects, I think in music, sometimes uh, the pragmatism sometimes as well as in where, as in, as you, yeah, analytical and, formulated mm -hmm. and uh, try to look at music sometimes um, um, from a formula point of view as well you know because there's certain things that are variables and there's certain things that are constants in music especially in drum and bass and uh, yeah that's just how, how my brain works I don't know mm -hmm. maybe that's how I, you know that, that's the way it translates then in the end I don't know well no I, I definitely uh, I have very like um, 
I don't know if, have you ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind? Yes, And sure. it's yeah. all like the wall is like, you know, there's things connecting yeah. and he's like seeing yeah. patterns and he's like, oh, the yeah. patterns and everything. Like that's, that's how I think about music <laughs> right. sometimes too. And uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's definitely very helpful because it, I think it does like kind of like push, you're, you're kind of mm. pushing to get better. But then there are times where I sometimes have to like step back and be like, okay, I'm just like overthinking this and yeah. uh, it doesn't have to be this like you know, scientific, like perhaps I can just try to think of something where maybe it's a little bit more of a, for, for me in, in regards to vocals, like something where somebody can actually maybe sing along to instead of a melody that's mm-hmm. like really like, you know. <laughs> Super technical <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. And, and you said it as well before, like uh, simplicity is 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 great. Like so, so, uh, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, I think. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it, if you really nail that, that's, that's the, you know, yeah, ideally, if you create something, you don't want people to need three weeks to study that shit to get their head around, right? Like in an ideal world, you hear something or you see something and you instantly go, ah, oh, this is sick, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's easier said than actually executed sometimes. <laughs> Can I ask you, uh, so about, about your like engineering background, I thought in my head, and I don't know if this is real it's one of those like memories that maybe is a false memory and mm-hmm. then I, I went to like research it and I couldn't find any information about it did, did you have like a patent or something I thought in my mind that maybe you did like you made no. some sort of engineering patent no okay <laughs> no not at all no no I was I was simply the guy who executed the job basically on the on the on uh, you know in front of the machine basically just programming it and see how it works I did a job for instance in uh, in Detroit actually and um, and for uh, I think it was General Motors like cool. a small con- conveyor belt with, with some other shit and uh, yeah it literally <laughs> they just give you a laptop your backpack a visa for four weeks and it's just yeah you go with Wow. There and you make this shit work okay and then you just you know execute basically oh super cool man well I think it sounds cooler than it is actually yeah. you're, you're pretty much <laughs> you're pretty much that guy who sits in front of a big like in a warehouse in front of a big machine it's loud and dirty and, and everything and um, at the end of the day you know it's fine when the product goes from A to B to C or whatever but it doesn't really give you a lot of pleasure or um, you know mm. it is what it is <laughs> Okay, so uh, okay, so let's let's backtrack a little bit. So if that if that doesn't bring you pleasure, um, mm. <laughs> uh, kind of grow, growing up, did you were did, were you playing instruments? Like, I'm curious how you got into music. Like, did you think that it was something that was some like a dream of yours, or was it just like for fun? Like, how how did that kind of mm-hmm. all come about? Yeah, my mom. Uh it's always been very, very musical. She plays the guitar and she sings, and uh, she's cool. always involved uh, in sort of um, you know church choir stuff and and that sort of thing. She's very re- religious and um, and she's always involved with this community. You know, for Christmas they would do like a little play with the mm. kids and and stuff. And um, she's like she used to do the sing circle with kids as well. And it's it's not it's not you know indoctrinating anyone anyone or forcing someone down his thing. Is she's very um, liberal and very alternative when it comes to her beliefs. But she you know she believes like she's um, she loves that shit. So she was always uh, with her guitar and everything. And um, 
And uh, my dad, he's he's very similar, or oh, I'm very similar to him, I guess. Um, he, just, he just always takes the piss and is funny. And uh, and um, like for Christmas, he would play the flute and stuff. And he's very intuitive with with music instruments. He he can't read notes or anything, but if you give him a flute, he will play that shit. Wow. Or if you if you give him something else, he'll just you know play around a little bit and just have fun with it. And that's how I always felt about music as well. And um, I did play an instrument. I did, did play an instruments. Uh, I played the trumpet for like five years or something like oh, that okay and uh but then when i was like 15 14 or 15 i quit because <laughs> the music school where i went to so i did a music school on the side like as you know as, as a 10 year old or whatever parallel to a regular school and um when mom was driving me there to this music school thing um there was a skate park next next to it and uh, when i you know became like um I don't know, like 14, 13, 14, 15, when I picked up skateboarding, I always thought like, I don't want to go play trumpet. I want to go out and skate. Yeah. And that's how, how, the, how the whole, you know, how the whole um, trumpet playing came to an end. And I wanted to hang with the cool kids, not be the lame fucking trumpet <laughs> player. So <laughs> I, I played, I played trumpet true. too. And uh, oh, sick. I was also very lame. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, I mean, can we expect to hear trumpet in some of your future music productions? You know what? For my first debut album, uh, for the first album, uh, Emulation, I did buy a trumpet, a very cheap one, just to be able to, you know, to be able to provide some of my really, like, um, origin sound-wise. And I did record a lot with it, but I, I, I didn't end up using it because, you know, it's just, I mean, it's such a... Um, yeah. <laughs> direct, direct sound. It's really hard to record as well. And mm. then I had a, a couple of notes and stuff. And you know, a, a trumpet is 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 monophonic. So you 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 can play your your, your riff, and if you want to have a chord, you have to play the next the next right. note, etc. And then I had tr- troubles layering it, and then I was like, "Fuck it, I use contact." <laughs> Fuck that shit. You know, literally like that. And um, yeah, so I still get it here. It's a, it's a cheap uh, replica of a of a good trumpet, but uh, I haven't really used it since. For I think I used it for one for one piss take um press pick with uh came on crooked like okay. two years ago <laughs> but that, that's it really mm. okay so if, if not trumpet is there any risk that um you will leave drum and bass and become a professional skateboarder no no i'm way i'm way too bad for that no 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 because i mentioned i came on crooked before um came ryan he's really insanely good at skateboarding and so last week we went on a trip together we brought our boards and we went to this one skate park and um he just, he just rips he's 37 he still rips it's amazing how talented he is and um you know I'm so shit compared to him, so there's no there's no no worries okay. about me. Um, yeah, and I'm way too old now as well. I'm I'm turning no. 33 three this year, so I'm like I feel like an old guy at the skate park. I I am actually <laughs> I am the old guy at the skate park now, so it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, you look a lot younger. I'm actually 30. I'm 30. I'm turning 32 uh, soon as mm. well. So uh, you know oh, we can we can still nice. be the mm. we can still mm-hmm. be the cool kids. Right. Well, I don't know. Like if if you if you talk to like sixteen and seventeen year olds at the skate park, you really feel old because mm-hmm. you could be their parent essentially. So I'm like, mm, mm. you know what? <laughs> Just you know, <laughs> I you know I made my peace with it. I'm the old guy at the skate park. Fuck it. I'm that guy who always thought when I was younger, fuck that guy. He's so old. He mm. should go home or die or some shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> one of those ones. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I think mm. you're very cool. And uh, perhaps you could be like the wise, the wise old 
not the wise yeah. old, the wise man at the. No, <laughs> and you know you went there for, for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> the wise old. Man. Sorry, that just came out. Um. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's that's awesome. So skate park ended, trumpet kind of stuff, and I know that mm -hmm. um, your brother had a big influence on you. I remember mm -hmm. seeing some of your like throwback photos of like mm -hmm. you and your brother, like some like old computers, and I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so was he like into music production as well, or how how did that kind of what was his like mm -hmm. influence on you? And like, did you learn music production from him, or you just playing around? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, and he, he still makes music. And um, so I'll, I'll go from from now to the past, like that. That way makes more sense. So he's still, you know, he's got his own sound system. They do, uh, they did before Rona, uh, like outdoor events, free cool. events for 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 people. And they, he he got his crew, and they're um, how to say he's not. I mean, huh, he's very in the uh, anti-commercial world. You know, he always tries okay. to do free stuff and, 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 and like that, which I really respect and really like. So they would travel around and do their, their, their free, show, free, free parties or whatever. And um, he was also the guy who brought me into drum and bass when I was like 18. No, I must, must have been younger, like 16 or 17, something uh -huh. like that. So, he, he, you know, he's four years older, so he, he went out to, to shows. And he's like, Mom, um, you, have to, you have to come with me sometime. I think you're going to like this, this shit. And then I went out. I was like, the fuck. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and the way, uh, the way he, I got into music was, um, um, like, my dad always was buying those PC magazines, like, back then. Mm. The internet was really slow, so you couldn't really download stuff. There was no no YouTube and stuff. So if you were um, into tech stuff, you would buy magazines, right? Yeah. And those magazines had little CDs attached with demo versions of this and that, like uh, Photoshop or whatever. And at one time, he came home with this CD um, having a music software on it, Reason, Propeller, it's Reason okay. 1. Yeah, and... Um, And um, he, he popped it in, or my, my, my brother popped it in, and he was just playing around with it. And I had no, back then, I must have been even younger because I had no understanding of how this could work. As in, you're in front of a computer and you can make sound. It was like one of those moments, like, how does, how, why is this even working? You know, like, <laughs> what? And then I was sitting next to my brother and he was explaining me, yeah, and you know, you can, the, the sequence, it goes from here to here. And then if you press that, the noise comes out. I'm like, okay, shit. Well. And then I, there was the first, like, um, experience with, with the DAW. And that then made me so interested in, 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 in that sort of stuff that I just continued working with that. My brother was making beats back then. And um, he, he also, um, he was in a hip hop formation. He was an MC. So I was making beats for him oh. back then. And he was, and he's still making music to this day. He's got his own MPC at home, and he's very experimental with stuff. And uh, he never, he never took the commercial route because, as I mentioned earlier, he's very much um, like an open spirit and like a, one of those mm. super, yeah, open-minded, open spiritual people. And um, <clears throat> yeah, that's just how how it sort of came together. And wow, um, yeah. wow, 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 mm. wow, wow! I love, I love <laughs> hearing about that. Uh, yeah, like just your like impression of this like happening when it was so so new I think that's so it's very beautiful Martin <laughs> yeah and it was very strange to 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 experience that and now 
that you can reflect on that and it's became it became a job and stuff like that but i remember when we were doing this i, I couldn't get it into my head how this works and and you know then you start you, you start to to connect all the dots you know when you see then a commercial having music in the background okay they made that music for that mm. when you go and see a concert and you see people playing and like and you're like oh, okay so i can make that sound within my computer uh, with limitations though you know t due to technical limitations like cpu or ram or whatever and i was just you know everything came together in a way and uh, that also really sparked um, the interest in, in technology and, and stuff like that so it was sort of a i don't know self-feeding machine in mm -hmm. a way that sparked the interest for technology and music wow 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 mm -hmm. um Okay, so so hip hop as well. I know that that's uh, yeah, that that's cool that you were like making beats for your your brother as mm -hmm. an MC. And I know that um, over the last several years, you've been working closely with uh, our boy Maxim MC. Um, mm -hmm. I know that he's like MC'd for you at your shows. I know you guys mm -hmm. have your Ezekiel's Gift hip hop project, and his voice mm -hmm. has graced a lot of uh, a lot of your <laughs> drum and bass productions as well. I'm so curious about how like the story of mm -hmm. how you met Max. Wow, uh, Max hit me up, I think it must have been 2011 or 2012, something like that. Uh, I think he hit me up on SoundCloud, if I remember correctly. And, nice. um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, back then, SoundCloud was one of those platforms where you could actually meet people and connect with people. Yeah. And um, so he hit me up. Uh, saying something along those lines of, um, "Hey, dude, uh, I like it. I like your music, your drum and bass stuff. Um, I also read somewhere that you're into hip hop." And he sent me an EP he just released. It was the Gone West EP. Hmm. And he sent me, and he was like, "Yeah, check it out. You, you might like it. And let's let's talk at some point." And he sent me that, and it was totally my jam. You know, the beats were sick. His his verses were sick, and um, I think then we made Struggle and Pain together like in the same year even, I, I think. Uh, track, I think it was 2012, uh, released on um, Chris Renegade's label, what's it called? Um, was it was it Brie 12 Inches, something like that? Was it? I can't remember. I did a track with Maxim, um, which came out 2012. A, a track's called Struggle and Pain. It, that was our sort of first um, um, collaboration together. Mm. And it was cool. And we've been in contact ever since. And he's such a sick dude. And uh, like you said, um, We've been working uh, on several projects since then, and I've I've included him on every album because um, you know we talk a lot about politics and and general like you know we're the same age and uh, we have so many things in common. But you know I'm sitting here in Austria, he sits in, in London. Mm -hmm. There's always different different points of views to be discussed, and then uh, it's very he's a very interesting and very smart person to to talk to, and. Um, yeah, like you said, we, we have been working on a, a sort of joint hip-hop album now for quite some while. Um, and it's coming to a sort of a finishing phase at the moment. And to add, you did some vocals for us as well. So that's something we should we should also talk about. Um, so, um, yeah, you... you uh, um, I think how did how did it work? I think we we had the song pretty much written, and then we felt like you know what we need a good vocalist, like a female vocalist on it, and that's why we approached you, and uh, and then you smashed it. Oh. And uh, I can't I can't wait to share it to uh, you know with with people the 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 project our song specifically as well, and uh, I think your voice is a really good addition to Max's voice as well. So that that really works for me. And. Um, yeah, maybe you can tell us something about uh, about uh. The, the the collab <laughs> as well. You know about this uh, Ezekiel's gift sort of thing. Thanks, man. I uh, yeah, I've been keeping very quiet. It's like my biggest. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> sure if I should uh, like talk, talk about it on this podcast, <laughs> but of course sure. I want to shout about it 
to the world. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, your 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 feedback on on my voice and stuff is so so nice. I can't. Uh, it's very surreal for me to to hear you say that, and uh, I, I definitely very much felt like a vibe vibe with Maxim as well. So it's cool mm-hmm. that you can, you sort of feel that like our voices go well together. Um, yeah, just like as generally like as a, as a person and as an artist, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, we probably have a lot in common and he's also one of those mm-hmm. people that, you know, I've never met in person, but you just kind of, mm-hmm. sometimes you just kind of, I guess you ha- you resonate more with some people more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really cool that you guys live in two different countries and are so, uh, you know, collaborative and like work together so much. Um, I can't believe you met on SoundCloud. I thought for sure maybe you like met at a show or like mm. something, but <laughs> SoundCloud is like the story of, is like my like origin story on, on so many, so many things. Like starting out, <laughs> I, I made my like at Flow Anastasia SoundCloud like in like 2011 or 2012 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think like everything really started to grow for me and just the like meeting, meeting other people. Um, all of my first like collabs in the first four or five years that I was doing vocals were all just people from SoundCloud, from different countries. Uh, I didn't end up collaborating with anybody in Toronto until like years later. So it was also funny that like, <laughs> how absurd. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> make any sense. Yeah. And then, you know, more recently and, and maybe you already know this, but I would met, uh, my vocal engineer and partner Tier Kahoot on SoundCloud as well. Um, and Sick it was guy. one of those things. Sick dude. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like he's working with him and having him record and process my vocals has been like complete game changer because before that I was recording in my bedroom, you know, bought a, a what's it? Ghost, not ghost, a comp- condenser microphone uh, that shows yes. my deep knowledge of vocal production. <laughs> bought a condenser microphone and thought like okay now I'm a professional like you know learned what Mm -hmm. phantom power is and like thought like that was it and surely like (laughs) that was not um but uh but yeah working with him has been a, a total game changer and uh the way that I met him as well actually was which I always kind of think is funny is um I was listening to like a, an all Canadian drum and bass mix, uh, mm-hmm. and it was one of those moments of like you know sometimes if you're listening to like a, a stream or a mix or radio or you'll hear a song and then it's like oh what's that specific song and you have to like look you have to like look at the track list and find it. it doesn't happen with every song you hear mm-hmm. but sometimes you'll hear a song mm-hmm. and I'm like oh what is this and then knowing that it was a Canadian producer as well I was like oh, okay this is this mm-hmm. is really sick so looked him up never seen his name before followed him on SoundCloud followed me he followed me back a couple days later sent me a DM and then like went from there so um Big up SoundCloud is the message here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know if, if people are still using it, but uh, definitely back then it was definitely the way to go and, and connect with people. It was awesome. Yeah, I kind of, I almost want to do like a rest in peace SoundCloud, unfortunately, because it's it <laughs> certainly, I mean, you know, it was, I think it was, I guess, around at a time where it uh, filled a gap in the market maybe or something like that. Absolutely, and now yeah. there's just it so many. Mm-hmm, mm. mm-hmm. So thank you, SoundCloud, for your service. Goodbye. Big up like. SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's, yeah, I, I love hearing how you met um, Maxim. And I do mm. want to ask you, um, okay, so yes, yeah, so the last year has been really brutal with COVID. We're going to talk about COVID. Here we go. Of course, um, bring it on. Dude, fair enough. <laughs> Um, you know, I know it's been extra brutal for people like you working like in the music industry and you DJ as well. And so, um, you know, how, how's it been? How, how have you been? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it came to, uh, you know, it was, (laughs) 
life was a shock, obviously. Like, you know, everyone was like, this is really happening. Wow. And everything is getting canceled. And I remember it was around, um, it was October 19. Yeah. Just, just before Rona. Um, I was in, uh, in LA for two or three weeks with some friends skating and just hanging out. And I came back. And I was really, really sick. I was in bed for like three or four weeks uh, with a lung, uh, lung infection. It was horrible. <clears throat> and it took me a month to get back on my feet, basically. Like I lost like seven kilos and I was like really in terrible shape. <laughs> and uh, back then I was already talking um, to, to Marcus Crooked and he's, he's always well aware about, um, about what's going on in the world. And he told me, yeah, dude, you might, you might have had coronavirus. And I'm like, that's the first time I heard something like, like that word coronavirus. Like, what is that? And then I was like, I'm reading up and I was like, oh, in, in Asia, there's, there's a virus going around and shit like that. I didn't have it. It was just, you know, the introduction mm -hmm. in, into, into that, that sort of uh, topic. And then I remember, I remember, remember around New Year's Eve, he told me again, dude, did you, did you check the links I sent? I was like, yeah, just barely. And, da, da, da. and he said, dude, this is going to come over to Europe in a couple of months. And it's going to fuck us up. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, it's so far yeah. away. It's like Ebola as well. It was so close right. with Ebola as well that we, we were so fucked. But luckily, anyhow, and then in March, you know, I, th I played my last international show uh, 28th of February, I think. No, even, even, even March 2020, I played a show in Russia. And that was the last thing I did uh, with Maxim as well. And we shared a backstage with a crew from Bologna, from Italy. And he, they were already like, guys, you know, in Italy, it's, it's happening, man. Mm. Like, you know, people are dying and this and that. And I was like, fuck me, this is really happening. And then a week after that, everything is shut. Shows canceled left and right and this and that. And... Um, lockdown obviously all that like i mean it must have been similar for you like the first lockdowns were like or the first lockdown itself was just like mm -hmm. the, the streets were empty there was no car there was no one outside everyone was super scared and um yeah it was so surreal wasn't it and uh, you know that that whole that whole i don't know dystopian sort of vibe <laughs> compared with losing all the jobs uh you know all the gigs you know my calendar was full back then for the rest of the year pretty much And no one could tell you how long it's going to be. And, you know, yeah. everyone in the beginning was thinking, yeah, we're going to, you know, lose the second quarter, maybe the summer. And then, um, you know, fall and winter, we're back. Yeah. Boy, we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You know, and um, I don't know. In the beginning, I was really, really devastated. I was like, fuck, you know, I was at this point in my career, which I still am because it's just paused, but like in my head headspace, I was really, um, I don't know, I had this feeling that I need to prove something at this like specific time. Like I was really um, hmm. not doubting myself, but um, I felt like, yeah, you know, album came out a year or two years before that. So I need to make the next moves. And I had a lot of music sort of, semi-written I had ideas lying around and uh, you know usually you go out DJ meet people talk to people use travel time to listen to music and you know that's it's a very strange sort of um, yeah um, cycle you're in and um, if you're not traveling if you don't meet up with people if you, if you can't play out your music right. all that is very is, is stopped as well so the creative process in the beginning was was completely gone for me and that was really getting to me I was like why am I even doing this you know and then then you, then you start to self-doubt like what am I doing with my life I'm 32 now I'm sitting at home I can't make the music I like to what music do I actually make I make I make club music it doesn't have any value really it's sort of it feels a bit plasticky it was a big fuck not hmm. 
maybe a bit of a depression even, I don't know. Um, but then I realized, dude, you've been touring for eight years pretty much straight. Um, you got you got some time off now. Dude, right. chill the fuck out, you know? And then I just, um, just, <laughs> just completely flipped the script in my head. I was like, cool. I can go out, you know, I can be in the sun and stuff. <laughs> and um, and, uh, and uh, I was really like, um, um, yeah, picking up the, especially the project with Max, um, even more so. I was like, yeah, cool. This feels right now. I can, uh, I can now like really finish those beats, mix his vocals. He was in recording state as well back home. So he was just grinding a lot. Summer was sick. Um, and, you know, all the lockdowns and openings aside and this and this and that, now we came out the other way stronger and... Um, now it looks like uh, as we've made it. I, I don't know. I mean, the UK is still struggling a bit with this uh, Delta variant, with this right. Indian sort of variant that is really, um, um, yeah, it's hard on them. As in, I think they had opening, that, like the final opening steps scheduled for June 21st, which are now moved back by a month. Yeah. And uh, now the rest of Europe sort of, you know, started to get the vaccination process going. And now we actually... Um, the whole, whole Europe is pretty much good now with uh, like the infection rates going down. Okay. Everyone is getting vaccinations and shit. And now we're at this at this at the state again, where um, the UK is redlisting the European Union. The European Union is redlisting the UK. There's no travel allowed. Like oh, Austria okay. banned is, is now banning aircrafts from the UK. So now we are allowed to play our festival shows in Austria. Uh, or in Europe again, but the UK guys can't come over and vice versa. And now it feels a bit like a proxy sort of post-Brexit bullshit, you know, as well. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, long story short, it was fucking horrendously um, annoying, but for everyone. I mean, so many people died, so many people lost someone, yeah. so I don't even want to complain. Like, now I'm at this, at this point where I'm like, it is what it is. Luckily, um, you know, I didn't get it, so I'm fucking... Thanks, mm, Jesus. Mm, Thanks, mm, Mom, for putting in the mm, word for me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they are down. But um, yeah, I mean, our industry suffered big time. And um, now it's important that we get out again, I think, and, uh, you know, be smart about it. You know, wear a mask, wash your hands, be, you know, hold the distance, be, don't be a prick about it. Just play by the rules, do your thing. Mm. And then we, you know, it, it, it will get better eventually. So... Yeah, long rant, sorry. <laughs> no, please. I mean, I I I think, you know, you're you're right in the the thick of it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's mm. uh, you know, music wasn't just kind of like your your hobby or side hustle, so I I just mm. really wanted to <sighs> Man, I'm sorry. Yeah. That uh, that's brutal, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, added to the whole emotional and uh, creative creative um, situation that, that it was in terms of, you know, negative. Um, obviously, the whole financial financial side of yeah. it is, is, is horrendous. Um, you know, you realize that you're so depending on touring, uh, your income, your, at least my main income, like 90% of my income is, is touring. And um, that's one, one, one thing uh, I could take out of this whole pandemic. And that's why... Um, came on crooked eye for instance we 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 put our heads together and started a company together for for um music production for you know Sick. ghostwriting and stuff mixing mastering so there there have been some some positive things that you can take out of that you know being completely on hold there for 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 a year and a half um it makes you think outside the box a little bit it makes you start projects that you wouldn't dare think about because you're in the circle that I that I mentioned earlier right. where you're just grinding studio life or whatever so that was good 
And I'm just trying, like in, in retrospect, I'm just trying to look at the positive things, you know. We, we got a break, you know. Yeah. You, you had some time to reflect on stuff. You had, to st you had time to, to do stuff that you wouldn't do otherwise. And um, I think health, health and family and all that, those values um, got a bigger um, part now in, our, mm. in all our lives, I think, which is also good. Yeah, 100%. Oh man, well, it's uh, you have a, a really great perspective. I think that's really, um, I think that's really commendable. Um, you know, that's <laughs> you went through a lot of really brutal stuff, and uh, I can't. Yeah, I, I, th I think that I think a depression kind of thing is a very uh, that that's probably. I'd be surprised if something like that like didn't didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's, especially mm. if. If, if this was over after like the first few months, then, you know, that, that's one thing. But yeah, just this whole of like not knowing how long it's going to be. And even now there's still mm. all these kind of repercussions and changes happening. And it's really cool to hear that you've been able to like pivot and uh, I guess start different kinds of projects. I, I definitely wish you the best with that. I think that's Thanks. super cool to, sure. if, if people can get their <laughs> tracks mixed and mastered by Mephius, mm -hmm. like, hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't really super, super announced it because we, you know, it's still a side thing and we don't want to, you know, we don't necessarily want to use our uh, drum based channels to push that because, you know, you're instantly again in your bubble and we want to branch out of, uh, out of that. That's why we use the new name and, and everything like okay. that. And, um, but yeah, it, you know, it's like um, you have to do something, right? And, um, just try, just try and try and, 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 and you hold like grasp those positive things yes. that are in front of you and just you know deal with it 100%. there's no point of sticking your head into the sand um, and there's people way worse um you know having way way more difficult problems or situations than than we have a good friend of mine she got long covid now and she got in fact her infection in i think uh september october she's 28 and she still suffers from that oh shit. you know she can't work and she's completely <laughs> naked all the time She's in the hospital right now as well. And she's, you know, she's 28. She got it. It's just so, you know, so many people are suffering. So there's no point of us, you know, having first world problems of not having a show on. That's how yes. I try to reflect myself into, yes. you know, into, you know, we're all healthy and um, yeah, let's move on. Same. Okay. So, so moving on, here's a con controversial <laughs> deep question for you. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Aliens. What do you think? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I 100,000% think in our universe there's another, or there are multiple species that are as evolved or even more evolved than, than we are. Just, I know the Drake equation uh, says something different, but I'm pretty certain just by the vast space. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, that there's uh, someone out there. Uh, but, you know, I think you're referring to those recent things uh, in the US where there's too, like aircrafts and, and, and stuff moving around. And um, even, I think... <laughs> even before that, yeah, I, I, I th sometimes think about aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, specifically those things in America, I think that's just military tech that they're testing out. Um, but yeah, I, I do think at this time, at this point, while we're talking, there's somewhere there's a little alien or big alien. There's, there's definitely life forms out there, 100%. I, I truly believe that. I can't, how, I mean, I know science is saying something something different, but I don't know. We, we can't be that yeah. egoistic to think that we're the only fucking species that, that sort of randomly was put together. I don't think so. No, it's no. 
All right, you heard it here what first. What about you? What about you? No, 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 I'm curious. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. It's one of those things, I think when I was like a little kid, I was a little bit scared of the idea. And then, you know, whatever, mm. like X-Files TV shows or whatever would make mm. me uh, freaked out about it. But lately, in the last few years, it's it's just kind of funny, but it's something that's sometimes helped me like get some perspective of like... yeah. You know, because I because I also think about things on a very spiritual level. But then, if I put like the alien lens on it, it's it's a little <laughs> bit more like it, pr- the practical. Because it's hard to describe, you know, spiritual feelings and meanings and things like that. But then when I think mm-hmm. about like, yeah, just like the practical uh, thought of like, you know galaxies and universes and all this like unexplored stuff Mm -hmm. and the possibility of like living beings and all that kind of thing it just it yeah it helps me remember like first world problems of you know oh you know I I missed the bus or whatever it's like well you know there's some really amazing mysterious cool stuff out there that we have no idea there's so much unknown life is so much larger than we you know kind of feel sometimes so it uh I don't know it just it gives me like awe and wonder I maybe I should be a little bit more scared I don't know but I I I look at it as like a I just think it's pretty cool (laughs) I couldn't agree more and for me it sometimes really takes the pressure off when you think about how insignificant we are you know we having like those fucking like dramas and think everything is so bad yeah we are so insignificant on the large scale of the universe or even our solar system we're so ridiculously insignificant it doesn't even matter what we do i mean you know obviously be nice to people and and treat the pre- the, the planet and everything because that's how we got it and that's how we should give it further but um you know in terms of oh my career is over mm. who the fuck cares man you're like a blink of a thing your, your existence doesn't matter at all and that's sometimes can be scary as well as like why do we even get up get out of bed in the morning but also you can you know put it into perspective and uh, just take take the the edge off and the stress off a little bit because you know our existence doesn't matter at all <clears throat> yeah i think it's uh it's I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear what you said earlier which is like you know sometimes you'll have the feelings of like like what am i doing with my life i certainly get that all the time i'm surprised to hear you say that because you are you know so accomplished but then of course in the in the face of covid i'm i can understand why you'd have those kinds of feelings but hopefully like to anyone who's like listening or watching this podcast that'll be like a nice source of like i guess positive (laughs) inspiration of even even you sometimes feel like that and you're you know trying to figure out ways to to pivot and adapt. I think um, one of my favorite quotes, I don't know who this is by, but I, once in a while it comes up in my mind and it, I definitely really, really helps me keep going, which is it's not the strongest who survive, but the most adaptable to change. And uh, I think about that a lot. Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. in, in like wildlife and that kind of thing and animals and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I, Okay, so I do have one music production question for you, and then and then maybe I'll, I'll let you go. Your time is very valuable, so thank you again so much <laughs> it's, it's for being fine. here. It's fine. Um, I would be no remiss worries. if I didn't ask you at least one music production techie question. Hit me um, with the Q-Wares and Snares yes. questions. I'm, I'm, <laughs> what exact frequency go. is the optimal... Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually waiting for the question. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, okay. Where's your... <laughs> 
usually I just throw in like words that I've heard used in sound yeah, design nice. and hope it means something. Um, no, I had a, one of my friends, um, shouts to producer Andre. Uh, he, he knew that I was going to be speaking with you today and he had a question for you about how do you approach, uh, in a, in a music track, um, keeping the like energy building or, or moving and m momentum and that kind of thing. How do you approach that in a track? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, random side note, because I was talking to this uh, just last week, um, I'm doing some tutoring now as well for a university in Salzburg. They, they got this um, um, uh, multimedia and, and arts is this direction uh, of the, of the, of the university. And uh, I know the, um, One of the professors there, and he asked me if I could give him some 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 lectures and tutoring. Awesome, you know, as as being from the industry and being in the in the sort of thing, and they got a lot of like electronic uh, producers there. If I can help him out doing some lectures, so I'm doing this right now. And last week, <clears throat> we, had, we had a discussion about exactly that because the course I'm doing now is arrangement and composition, and the the question came up like, how do you structure? Where do you build up? Where do you break down? Mm. And how do you? Um, um, yeah get certain energies going or how do you provide energy to certain parts and it's always about contrast uh, that's what i told mm. them as well and um you know you can have the sickest drop <clears throat> if the if the if the the moments lining up to the drop don't work in the right way it won't work it's very obvious but you have to think about it as well and um within i mean this this is It's very hard to put down into one sentence because you could look into from a song perspective where you got intros, breakdowns and drops in terms of energy. You can go even smaller into 16 bars. You know, a 16 bar phrase in itself would have like an answer bit, uh, a question and an answer bit and this and that. And then you can look at the at the four bar loop maybe and you can have a look at that, like how are the elements structured in there? And then you can go into one bar loop and look at the energy of that. Mm. You know, where's the kick versus <laughs> snare? Why, why does it bounce off each other so but i think the overall answer to this is just um contrast and always the comparison of if you think about it as an interface like that this is this is the 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 the, the, the area you're talking about so it's about coming into that area and going into the next area so those transitional points are very very um significant hmm. could be from hi-hat to the next kick but also can be from the pre you know build up to the drop if you know what i mean so it's always about those moments and those um those transitions have to be right and that can be you know the build up to a drop as i said earlier or just a gap at the end of eight bars to be able to go into the next uh, second eight sort of, sort of thing hang on my phone is ringing no fuck off and um so yeah it was a i don't know it's a bit of a, sp a spiritual thing within german bass um There's certain formulas you can obviously apply, you know, intro, breakdown, drop, second 16, more reduced, third 16. You could do it as a mixing part to just mix out of, or you can have the first 16 put over there with some variations and then fourth 16, maybe not too long, breakdown, sort of think about how the first drop was, change that, and then have the second drop similar to the first drop, maybe change some stuff there. So it's like a bit of a puzzle piece where you can move around stuff to make it work. That would be the very pragmatic approach, but you can also go balls out and just not have a second drop or just make mm. a musical interpretation of the theme in the second drop. So there's multiple ways. I don't know. <laughs> I, I love that. Thank you. Many words. Thank you. No, that's, that's <laughs> excellent. Um, I think that will be very helpful to a lot of people. It's just really cool to like mm -hmm. get, uh, you know, your professional insights. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. I really love what you said as well about like 
contrast and that kind of thing. I do see, mm. I do see so much uh, like spiritual kind of meaning and, and that kind of thing. And it just also makes me think of like, this is maybe cheesy to say, but like the contrast of COVID and like just dark times in general. 100%, 100%, absolutely. You know, that, that's why we got day and night in our lives. Mm. You know, you can't have the same status quote all the time. Then it's why even, you know, you need, you know, yin and yang or whatever. I'm not ah. super spiritual when it comes to that, you know, didn't want to go there, but it is what it is. You know, it's just nature is telling us there has to be two sides of everything. Yeah. That's why fucking you flip a coin, it got two sides. You know, there's so many, so many parallels and. Um, um, I think, that, you know, we grow up in this environment, so we're so used to this A, B, black, white mm. sort of thing. Obviously, you used it in music to make that point that, that we want to hear in a way. And uh, one addition to that energy thing uh, for your friend specifically, <clears throat> which also goes down the, the, the path of, of contrast, uh, a tip. If you make a, a song, a very analog sounding song with a lot of <clears throat> analog gear, foley's and stuff like that maybe think about the contrast and stick in a very obvious electronic sound in there like a proper mm. sawtooth electronic thing to make the contrast other way around as well if you're super nerdy and you make all your snares with serum and everything is synthesized yeah. maybe <laughs> stick a foley in there you know have a sample in there with some dirt on it maybe have a, like a foley string with some yeah, noise on it and stuff like that saturate that and get those those <clears throat> Um, natural harmonics in there yes. again make the contrast from the synthetic stuff to the uh, to the organic stuff that's always like you know your ear is gonna go like oh yeah this is sick yeah. bro keep doing that you know so <laughs> do that it always helps yeah you know it's it's funny because I think that's one of one of the uh, more, most favorite things that I loved about drum and bass when I first discovered drum and bass and really got me into it was the ability to have both like electronic and I guess more analog sounds and mm -hmm. uh, I remember like some of the first albums that I heard was like John B had those early albums where he he literally called one I think was called like synthetic and the other uh, was I think just like all live instruments I can't remember what it was called but um, mm. and then of Very course sick. a lot of the, the music is together and I just remember like because I also grew up listening to a lot of jazz and I loved that in drum and bass I could hear like you know some upright bass and that kind of thing but then mm -hmm. like sick like electronic uh, atmospheres and elements and that sort of thing so um, yeah I would say that's like one of my favorite favorite things about the the genre when you're able to to do something like that yeah yeah oh man um Really, really great talking to you. I could honestly talk to you for like another hour, but I want to give you your time back. I'd like to ask you one That's last cool. question. Sure. Um, bit of a kind of a cheesy question, I know, but um, if you could speak to yourself as a kid, what piece of advice would you give to yourself or, or something that you kind of wish you were told or that you learned early on? Hmm. That's a very good question. Wow. I mean, haha. <laughs> Wow, I mean, there's so many right answers and so many wrong answers to that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe just give, give, give the little dude some, some, some perspective on what mm. values are truly important. But then again, you know, you could say that from being 33, my value point of view is diff different from a child's point of view. So if you give mm. a child, you know, your value, you know, that's why kids and parents don't see eye to eye, right? <laughs> so it's very hard to give that little kid uh, an opinion or a tip that will really impact him or her uh, at that at True. that time uh, of her life or his life but I, I, w I would say so like just um just the 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 way my parents um 
taught me, my brother, just be respectful to others mm -hmm. and just, you know, just try to stay, stay real to yourself and just try to be a decent human being. Tell, tell the little dude that this is really what it's all about at the end of the day. Because, you know, as we said earlier, you know, our existence is pretty much insignificant. So the only thing you can really do is to, you know, not be a dick to others. Just be decent yes. dude, I guess. And maybe tell him how to synthesize snares so he can do that <laughs> early on and, shit and really smash it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Martin. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. This is extra cool because Likewise. I know, you know, I've chatted uh, a little bit back and forth online, but it's our first like live conversation. Face to face. And yeah. Mm -hmm. now it's filmed so I can capture this moment forever. <laughs> Very cool. Thanks, <laughs> no, man. Thanks for having me. I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, all the best to you and um, good luck with the podcast forward from here. And uh, yeah, it was good talking to you. Thanks so much, man. And thanks for everybody tuning in. Thanks for watching. Flowanastasia.com for some merch. Got a shamelessly plug. Sending signals, new t-shirts. Hello, mm. hello. And then uh, nice. all Mephia's social media links and stuff will be in the description. So thanks again for checking it out. Uh, hope you're doing all right. Send lots of love. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>